Tubes. They're gonna talk about it. TV Tubes. You're gonna scream and shout it. TV Tubes. Just sit back and relax. It's your favorite 90s cartoon podcast. TV Tubes. I'll do podcasts instead. Yeah. <laughs> That's where the money, where the money is. <laughs> so glad we started recording right uh, For the money. Yeah. Uh, hey, TV tuners. Oh, no, what up, no. TV tunes? We never came up with a. No. Yeah, you haven't named your audience yet. No, it's like step no. number one. Listen, for, for don't a expect long time them to I do called it. Them You've got it. Thumpers. Thumpers. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. Well, yeah. Long time I called them bitches, and we were like, we don't feel good about. That. Oh yeah, yeah, you're talking about cartoons. Yeah, yeah. perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just hope a little kid is at home, just like, ooh, cartoons. Great yeah. <laughs> it's like, what's up, bitches, and just like. Crying to mom and dad. Also, a little kid at home being like, "Finally, an episode about Dino Riders." <laughs> oh yeah, he found a VHS. Yeah. It was just lost in the woods. Yeah, where they find a v- VCR? That's the next question. He found it the is. TV right next to it. Yeah. Somebody yeah. set it up in the woods just yeah. to lure kids. To watch Speaking Dino of, Riders. you know how hard those are to find right now. I, I spent I a week looking, looking for really? a, a VCR? TV with a VCR combo. Oh, really? a combo. Well, just in general, they're so hard to find. Nobody wants to hold on to them. Pawn shops won't hold on to them. Nobody's yeah. got them. They've they're been raptured, I heard. Yeah, they've I heard all they been raptured. taken away. Oh, yeah, yeah, I heard that, too. Yeah. Raptured, yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us for another week, guys. Uh, for those of you who don't know and didn't look at the fucking title of this episode. Uh, <laughs> you fucking assholes. <laughs> yeah, you bitches. Uh, we're talking Dino Riders this week with special guest uh, Zach Eubank. Hi. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. I owe you all a big thank you because my mind is being blown in so many ways after revisiting this show. Hey, you, and, you and me both. Yeah, likewise. <laughs> I did not know this existed. I have been waiting for someone to pitch this show. Like, when I created this show, I'm just, like, thinking of weird TV shows from my past. I'm just, like, I used to watch Dino Riders all the time on VHS. Me too. So yeah. both of you... Ha- <laughs> How did you guys get your hands on the VHS? Grandma. Grandma? I feel it. It was mysteriously shipped to me, and I like <laughs> <laughs> nothing was on the packaging. It was, it was just, just wrapped in a really yeah. pristine box yeah. with a bow. And it was very much like the, it was the grudge, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tycho uh, race cars jumped out of your TV. <laughs> you will own us. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Tycho just sent out free copies to everybody. Probably. And Honestly, just like buy it. Sounds everything. like that would work. I wouldn't actually. Now that it you mentioned on that, both of us. I wouldn't doubt that. That's how. My grandma got the tape. It, it probably came from a toy. Yeah. I bet the VHS was packaged probably. with a toy. They used to do that back yeah. then. Fucking McDonald's sold VHSs like at the drive through way back when. That's how I got my copy of Back to the Future 2. What? Yeah. They used to sell them at the drive through I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> they would Whoa. have like, it's just like dinner and a movie night. And they would just sell it for That's like nine ninety nine. Insane. Does McDonald's yeah. own anything in Redbox? Because uh, why do I feel like maybe. Redbox has kind of started at McDonald's too? Outside yeah. of them, I feel like maybe there's a time, there's a connection there. If anything, I feel like Seven Eleven owns them because they're outside of every Seven yeah, Eleven. Uh, but I'm sure like Big McDonald's has their. It's all the same conglomerates, right, guys? Yeah. Oh, God. Corporate America. Betsy Davos. Uh, yeah, no, this show is fucking crazy, and I thought there was more of it. And you apparently thought you would watch the entire thing. Yeah. So the biggest, yes. I got super <laughs> excited. Uh, last night when I started diving in again and realized, oh my God, I have been living a lie. <laughs> I recommended we do Dino Rider because I was like, oh, I watched the entire season when I was a kid. It was mm-hmm. my favorite show. I watched so much. Yeah. Let's do it. And then I play the videos and I realized the first episode after the first commercial, after the first commercial break and it came back, I was like, wait, 
wait a minute. Oh, wait. And then the next commercial break, and it came back, and I was like, I only had that one tape. I just watched it so many times. I had yeah. convinced myself that I had seen, like, all of Dino Riders. Little did I know, I'd only seen episode one, which was a VHS release in 1987. And that VHS did really well, and the toys sold really well. So in 1988, they brought the show back uh, for a cartoon it. and changed it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I had only seen episode one. So I got to dive <laughs> in for the first time, episode two, three, four, and five. And I was not disappointed. I was not disappointed at all. <laughs> no? It still holds up? It still, well. <laughs> I could tell you this. Uh, having watched the first episode... Uh, you didn't miss much from the other four episodes because they're basically the same thing. Same thing, thing over <laughs> yeah. and over again. Just like, I'm coming for you. Yeah. <laughs> lad. Quest oh, lad, lad, where'd you go? Oh, We have Lad and Young Star. Yeah, yeah the, Lad two, and Young Star. <laughs> just, I, it oh. took me a few episodes to realize his name is Lad. They're not mm. just calling <laughs> him just Lad. Calling they lad. just yeah. forgot his name and they're just like, come here, Lad. Hey, oh, my, lad. my favorite, Mind's Eye. Uh. Mind's Eye. <laughs> You think his parents, like, when he was a child, named him that? <laughs> they don't use Mind's Eye enough. No, Mind's Eye Thompson? But it's not. Okay, but here's the funny part about it. When you look up the official documentation for the show, it's not Mind's Eye like they're using it as a nickname for him. Mm-hmm. It's like an actual name. His first name is Mind. No. Space. I, and, like, because the spelling's strange to try to make you think it's a, his real name. Yeah. Not, not his nickname. His real name is Mind's Eye. Listen, Ooh. if... If like clairvoyancy oh, is, is a Look. thing, if clairvoyancy is a thing in this universe, and no. he has it, his last name is Z E I. Yep, mind, mind Zai. Listen, his parents knew because <laughs> they could see knew. the future. Oh my God, you're right. <laughs> yeah, but his granddaughter can't. No, no. So but something Serena somewhere down the line lost all those abilities. She on. she was born with sight, I guess. So. Uh, I I don't know what, what her powers are. <laughs> uh, <laughs> everything's so weird in this show. Uh, but uh, going back to like parents naming kids for things, uh, Annie's Fairweather, uh, f- friend of the show, but still hasn't been on the show yet. Friend of the show. We tried to work it out. She'll be on the show. Friend of the show. Um, but her husband's name is Cos, K O Z, McRae. So his name is Cosmic Ray because his parents were oh my God. super hippies. Oh, my and God. And I didn't get that until the wedding. And I'm just like, oh my god, Cosmic that's Ray. that's what this. Oh my god, how do you not stand up in the middle of it? Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh they you're gonna I, go through with this? It was very weird. They thought I was objecting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It threw a real wrench in things. <laughs> um, I feel like there's just so much pressure to be the coolest person in the world when you have that. Cause is pretty cool. I mean, okay. he builds well, surfboards. For I feel a like I, that no, worked. Yeah, he's legit. Yeah, no, he <laughs> builds surfboards. Yeah, yeah, that's his job. He oh, is man. really amazing surfboards. There's gonna be so many studies done about this in later yeah. years. Yeah, by a blind man who is going to be living on a spaceship trying to figure a, out what weird names A Valorian. Yeah. Okay, can we talk about that, too? Because they're just like, oh my god, we're on Earth. But they're fucking Valorian. They're Valorians. Whatever that means. Yes, they're from another galaxy. They know what Earth is. Where and in humans? this galaxy, the bad guys are humanoid uh, reptiles and All from amphibians Earth. from Earth who yeah. are now sentient. Yeah. Also, those sharks can breathe outside of water, hey, which... Don't, don't think too... Don't, don't worry about it, man. I dove deep into this. this, is a, this I is didn't a, believe a this is single a show, frame of this thing. And this is a big nerd thing here, but this is a show where Stegosaurus and Tyrannosaurus Rex are in the same frame, so they're not really too worried about scientific you know, timelines here. And they're both wearing uh, what can only be described as machine suspenders. <laughs> or diapers on your head. Or sometimes diapers. Yeah. 
Uh, very easy to place on uh, brain boxes that brain you boxes, just yeah. you just drop on and it just magnetically like latches onto a dinosaur. But skull. you can conveniently shoot it off with one, very one laser easily. shot <laughs> yeah. when you need to. Not that uh, with those garage door opener looking lasers yeah. that they have <laughs> that do little to no damage. It sounds like we're dogging on it, but I fucking love this show. <laughs> if I yeah, if if I had watched this when I was a kid. I would have lost my damn mind. Oh, I lost my shit. Yeah. yeah. Those it's, toys were it's amazing. It's dinosaurs too. with guns attached to them. <laughs> yeah. It's the fucking coolest. I had at least three of the motorized ones. Uh-huh. So you missed yeah. out. You need to go on YouTube and you need to watch the one that includes the commercials. I feel like I do. Because at the end of the VHS tape, it was so. Man, talk about beating it in your head. <laughs> at the end of the VHS tape, there's no credit roll. There are three Dino Rider toy commercials in a row. Each one, it just <laughs> Dino Riders. And then it starts a commercial. And then the commercial ends. Dino Riders. Another one. And then again, <laughs> Dino Riders. And it just keeps well, like, beating in case you in your fast head. forwarded through the commercials that were during the episodes. You had to see it. Well, they saved yeah. the Dino Rider commercials for the end uh, of the VHS. Oh, they were other Tyco During the middle of the episode, it was only like their Tyco kind of Legos, uh, the RC Racers, stuff like that. So it was other toys in the middle. And at the in they just slammed three of them but i know for i had at least three of the motorized dinosaurs uh i lost all the guns for them because you can remove yeah. them but i still like those motorized dinosaurs kept those for years they were awesome they so cool oh man those toys were ridiculous yeah they just i want to check out these toys uh with they... the stupidest looking guns they're it's one of the problems that i have with like lego <laughs> missiles that they have where it's just like one long piece, it has like a little red thing at the top, mm-hmm. and you just flick it and it pops out. Yeah. Those guns look exactly like that, and I'm just like, this is like as a kid, me making Legos and putting like a little stick on the end of it, and just like, that's a gun. Yep. This is what this does. <laughs> yeah, it's a gun now. Yeah. And, um, and the people making the show are like, let's animate that. Yeah, and sell it to everybody. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so here's, here's something. The Wikipedia... Credits Jerry Conway and Carla Conway with creating mm-hmm. this oh, show. Yeah. I don't think that's true. <laughs> Jerry Conway is actually a dude that I've met who's a very nice guy. And G or a J? G. The J is the one that made it. And you can find no information on this dude. I looked. So G, <laughs> the one with the G, Jerry Conway, isn't, he didn't work on it. And he's miscredited a lots of times. What? Uh, if you watch the opening credits, it's Jerry with a J. Yeah. And I can't find that guy anywhere. I can't find him on the IMDb credits. I can't find him. Now, the IMDb happened, credits right? for this show are awful. They're, there's a lot of wrong yes. things. There's yes. a lot of mis, miscredits and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But part of that's because when the show was made, I don't think there was any, like, it just feels like there was no union or anything like that to Probably like not. protect the actors. So it was just like random voices. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, I'm pretty sure that's Peter Weller, though. Like, I'm pretty sure that one is mm-hmm. this person. I'm pretty sure that's Stephen Dorff. And it is. <laughs> and it is. It actually is Jesus young Christ. Stephen Dorff. Insane. Uh, I'm pretty sure what happened to him is that he made the, he created the show and then activated the step, went back to the past. Changed his name. Yeah. I got it now. got eaten by a fucking dinosaur mm. and was never able to, you know, have an IMDb presence or a internet presence. So he's I'm essentially s- a ghost. I'm so tempted. Okay, so <laughs> Jerry Conway with a, with a G. Uh, I don't think actually worked on it. I think he's miscredited yeah. sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. Uh, and he hates dino writers, right? <laughs> yeah, you brought that up with him. Uh, he... <laughs> He wrote a lot of Spider-Man comics. He wrote the one where Gwen Stacy dies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He created Killer Croc. Yeah, it's not really? that Jerry Conway. No, it's it would not. be pretty crazy if they got him 
to create a dinosaur with listen, laser's gun. Creating Killer Croc sort of makes sense. Sort of similar. <laughs> He's just like, I have this character from this TV show that I'm in the 80s. Can we, can we talk about that for a sec? Because sure. the thing that blew my mind going into episode two, one three, of four, and five, one, one of, of the things, things. <laughs> after only watching episode one yeah. over and over and over again, not knowing, when episode two started, and then episode three and episode four and episode five, something that kind of surprised me about this cartoon, every episode they introduce new characters. Which is very uncommon for an old oh, show like that. Oh yeah, that's I didn't even notice that when and I was watching. New it. villains. And and it's like there were never toys of these made. So I was really surprised. Like, even from an animation standpoint, that is every every episode all of a sudden a new villain appears. This one is a crocodile and he's another henchman. And and you don't see them in the first episode when they crash land. It makes the least sense with the Valorians because they show them all at the beginning, like yeah. The crash ship, and you think, oh, we know everyone. And then every episode, all of a sudden, there's like 10 more people yeah. that you've never seen before. I'm like, where are they coming from? See, Valorians, uh, they reproduce at an accelerated rate. Well, there's only one woman. <laughs> there's only, yeah. Oh. There's only Serena. That is a Listen. weird part of the pilot where he, he's like, welcome to our new home. And they're all like, we're okay with this. <laughs> yeah. Serena's like, I'm not okay. Yeah. <laughs> they crash, and they set up a life. They, yeah, they don't try like, well, to get home at all. The only people who try to get home are the fucking evil assholes who mm-hmm. are just like, I need to get home to take over the universe. But the Valorians are just like, um, yeah, no, we'll just live here. Like, let's make yeah, the it true. The Rulons are actually just trying to go home. Yeah. They're trying to yeah. get the step from the Valorians so they can go home. Yeah, that's <laughs> But the Valorians good... are like, apparently the step works enough that the Rulons could use it to go home. But the Valorians are like, eh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, that's a good point that the, the villains have a more clear motive. <laughs> I don't really know what the... What... Take the step. Every episode, we yeah, have to get the step. I know step. they want that. But the Valorians, they just, they're down to chill on this planet. I yeah. think that sort of like a self-sacrifice thing. They're just like, we need to keep him from going back and ruling the universe. Well, that'd be, it'd be great if they, if they clarified <laughs> If they said that? that? <laughs> no. This is all Questar's, in his mind, he's just like, we're all going to die here. Yeah, we're all going to die. Yeah. I, also, I also like that it's very clearly trying to be a very metaphysical kind of hippie mm-hmm. kind of thing. With the, we, te- we talk telepathically to the dinosaurs. Oh. We're your friend. Now, please hang out in our camp while we domesticate you and put <laughs> thousands of pounds worth of weaponry on top of you and ride you. Oh, 100%. I felt that way in whatever episode had the Stegosaurus. Mm-hmm. Uh, where it's just like he got drafted. Yep. <laughs> They're just yeah. like it's like, oh, we saved you from a T Rex. You are ours now. Yeah. <laughs> like, you will fight the T Rex again, but We're you will have lasers. Friend. Oh god! The, the we, way their voices change when they talk telepathically <laughs> is very funny to me because they're like trying to be their most soothing and most mm-hmm. like ethereal, but it's also them being like. Go attack him. <laughs> Murder thousands. Because <laughs> there are thousands of them now. And yeah. they just, oh God. They just come out of nowhere. I also like that T-Rex stegosaurus moment because I was not expecting them to show blood when the T-Rex bit the neck of the stegosaurus. I didn't even notice that. There's a drop of blood that comes out. And I was like, whoa, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, all these How lasers did that get past do the sensors? Yeah. Especially when nothing dies in this show. It's just, especially Questar's like main thing is just like, no one can die. We need to like change our plans and yeah, that's risk an ourselves. intense thing for them to talk about on this children's show, where they they like talk about how many people could potentially j- die, and then he's like, "Well, I'm not going to do that then because I'm the best." Especially but, like, with carnivorous 
like reptiles. It's just like they eat each other. Did okay. either of you read the comic? Okay, I heard there were a couple Marvel comics that came out because I know this show Fuck apparently Marvel premiered. Comics? Well, okay. premiered on the Marvel comic uh, animation hour or something like that. Yes. Uh, with Robocop and the cartoon and uh, old episodes of Spider Man from the 80s. Wow. The old Spider Man cartoon. What so, a time. Yeah. What a time. I didn't get to see those on TV. That's just knowledge I get to have now as an adult. But, yeah. Uh, which is worthless to me, but um, it, so there was some sort of deal there where Marvel, Marvel shared yeah. licensing rights, yeah. and I guess they put out two, like one graphic novel and one yeah. issue, and I didn't read. They're worth millions now. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I heard that the comic version gets a little darker and like has actual murder. Really? Yeah, and like someone goes on their version of trial for murder or something like that. So it I gets heard, dark. I heard that. Yeah, it's like his Quasar or. Uh, his his brother, right? Yeah, it's like yeah, his brother. That sounds right. Oh yeah, that yeah. So it's not the same tone at no. all. I heard that Questar is going to be an Quest Endgame. <laughs> Dude, I would love if there's a Marvel. Cro- Honestly, I think that this is one of the. Yeah, I mispronounced. This yeah. is the best type of thing <laughs> to add into it to reboot. Well, they okay. We'll Apparently talk about was, that. At the well, end, yeah, because they're they ta- they're talking supposedly. about it. supposedly. Um, oh god. Yeah, but they were talking about that in like what 2015. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's been a while. It'll take I think 10 it's years perfect for a reboot because uh, there's room for improvement. <laughs> yeah. You know? But I kind of don't want there to be because part of its magic is how... How 80s it is. How 80s it is where it's just like throw fucking everything yeah. at the wall. <laughs> Who cares what yeah. sticks or what doesn't stick? Yeah. One of my favorite things about 80s cartoons that were set up to sell toys is their whole idea of making shows that only existed to sell a product ended up making shows that have this weird avant-garde surrealism to them because they care nothing about actual in-world logic. It's like, yeah. does it sell a toy or does it not? Well, that was what happened with, was it Darkwing? Or was it, um, what was the, sh- there was one show that we talked about that they're just, oh, uh, it was originally supposed to be Darkwing's uh, like original idea, which was... Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, Launchpad was Launchpad gonna... as like a 007 type character. Oh my god! And they're just like, let's make a bunch of toys, uh, but Launchpad's character sucked. So they're just like, it's <laughs> like, oh man, let's go with Darkwing Duck because yeah. that works. I mean, the like one of the first Disney uh, TV shows was based off the Gummy Bears, wasn't it? Like I it think was, so. it was immediately a yeah. tie-in to <laughs> to pre-existing product. It's all about licensing, man. Yeah, yeah. It isn't it? Has been and always will be. Something I think. did happen where, like, finally, whatever the TV powers that be are—I don't even know what you would call that entity—but mm. something did happen where they finally said you can't make kids shows just to sell toys. Everybody got mad at George Lucas. Everybody got mad. <laughs> making too much money. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh no! The other show that we were, that we went over on here was Mighty Max. Because Mighty Max was a toy that they created the show around, yeah. which would, oh God, was it Polly Pockets? It was, yeah, yeah, it was the male version, the, the little boy version of Polly Pockets. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, man. Money, money, money. Yeah. Uh, this show's fucking insane. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah, that, it all goes back to that kind of 
thing of does it sell toys or not, but that's what surprised me about them introducing new characters all the time. And especially for Questar's like advisors. Mm-hmm. Each episode kind of yeah. had a different advisor that had a different special power. A different haircut. And it, yeah. <laughs> One of them looked like Forge. He had a metal leg and everything. And yeah. I was like, I want more of this guy. <laughs> Who is no, this? No, no, no. Never nope. seen One again. and done. One Never and done. Also like some of the most macho dudes on all of yeah. animated TV. They never compliment each other. That they just say things like, "I gotta admit, that was pretty good." <laughs> like that's that's the extent of it. And just oh man, let's dive into this. Let's dive in because we can talk about this show in general. But I need specifics for this because okay, all right. The first one, first the pilot episode, aka every Which episode. So good. To- it's the <laughs> only episode that existed to me until yesterday. Pretty much. The, I like this pilot for what you were talking about. Where like they just are throwing everything out there. It's a bonkers premise, and it just, just starts and they go for it yeah, all no, the way. Explained yeah. it in the title. Yeah. It's just like here's what is the situation, and then it goes in and it's just like we're being attacked. Activate the time crystal and they go back in time. There's like literally a three seconds okay. of dialogue. This is important. Okay. The version you saw, if it was the TV release version, it didn't have the big opening intro. The TV release version has an actual opening intro that's the same as all the other episodes. Mm-hmm. The VHS version has a weird like take on me moment at the beginning where it's kids <laughs> inside of the Smithsonian no, looking what? at. Yes, it's a, it's, it looks oh. like the music video Take On Me. Was that on the video? It's on the VHS. I've seen that. Because they didn't have an opening intro. It was yeah. the kids in the Smithsonian, and it, it's basically animated like the Take On Me music video. And it comes to life. And he comes into the, like, the room, and they like, start to come to life. And then it, turn, it just says, Dino Riders, and it goes right into the story. What? There, there yeah. is no opening thing that says, <laughs> in the year, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's just Dino Riders. And God, you go I forgot right about in. that. That's, oh, my God. And they're just being attacked. By yep. the Rulons, and it's just it just goes, and you're like, "What's happening?" <laughs> yeah, dinosaurs just came to life. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, fuck Rulons! Yeah, <laughs> that's even crazier. Yeah, than the show Are already you is. <laughs> kind of. There's almost no setup, and it makes even less sense because they're supposed to be in another universe, but it's just like, and it's a really weird scene in the Smithsonian because it's a teacher talking to students, and the students look really bored, yeah. and they're just kind of like, ugh, and one kid wanders off because he hears something in another room, and it's just the uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex and the Triceratops <laughs> are roaring at each other, and then it changes to animation, and then it just goes right into it, and it's, it blew my mind. It's nuts. Oh, God. So... Crazy. But yeah, so then the they activate the tractor beam, everybody goes back to the past, everybody immediately crashes. <laughs> yep. They're tra- they right the tractor beam starts when they open the step, which is the space time energy, energy manipulator or projector. Projector, projector or something? Yeah, yeah it's yeah. projector, which doesn't make sense. Yeah. And uh so they all get dragged in, the Valorians and the Rulons. Um mm-hmm. and yeah, they land in prehistoric earth. <laughs> And immediately set up camp to be at home. Yep. Instead of repair yep. the ship, yeah. disassemble the ship. Well, this is our life now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I did love that the Rulons seem like they're just like, okay, we're going to work with, you know, the cave systems. We're going to, like, build inside of natural formations. And the, the Valerians are just like, deforest everything. <laughs> 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 Domesticate these animals. Turn them into cattle. Yeah. <laughs> Knock down all these fucking yeah. trees. <laughs> They just, I'm just like, what are you doing? You have a spaceship. Like, yeah. oh, God. The Rulons are actually the heroes of this story. 100%. They're the ones who are trying to get back home and just be with their friends and family. Wow, you're right. We'll, yeah. only, we'll only take over the natural.
natural predators. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to use like they're lava. Constantly, as a... They're constantly being called fish face. Like they're discriminated against. They're racists too. Yeah, you guys, this is. Oh my God. Ugh. This is what the reboot should be. Yeah. <laughs> Showing the rules. Humans are bad. That is exactly how 2019 was. Jordan Peele. <laughs> Jordan Peele. I want you to remake the show. Yeah. Uh, that would be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, they get out, and dinosaurs are essentially puppies when they first get out. Yep. Uh, yes, just... it's very funny how immediately they can, like, uh, communicate, kind of. Oh, with the convenient psychic jewels that, like, mm-hmm. are around their That necks? they can use to communicate with everyone except Rulons, apparently. Yeah, they can do anything. <laughs> That's a very good point. These things are long-distance communicators. They are... Mind-control trans- devices, yeah, in a way. Mind-control devices. They are... They, you can transmit your life force... To heal. That's right. <laughs> that scene. Oh my god, the two dinosaurs walk up and their eyes close. I was losing my mind. Crazy. Crazy. We need more life force. Two triceratops walk up, bow their heads. I'm like, what? Yeah. I don't know if we can talk about this show episode by episode because episodes are so similar. They're so similar. Yeah. And it's all just sort of a big. Let's keep throwing random specifics <laughs> from different episodes about how insane this show is. Uh, can we talk about Vitruvius from the Lego movie being the uh, blind guy? Who's mind's just, eye? Yeah, mind mind's eye. Zai. Mind Zai. <clears throat> I'm also, I'm looking at the the toys right now, and I... Uh, Does Questar have his chaps in that, too, or no? <laughs> Some of the characters don't end up in the first run of toys. Uh, it's weird. Like, yeah. and the dinosaurs look different, too. This says <sighs> it's the quote-unquote new series. Collect all 16 dino riders, and we got we got uh, those um, henchmen that we were talking about. Mm. We got Sludge. We got Squirm. Cobra Commanders. We got Deadeye. <laughs> we got Drone. We got Pox. Two X's. Of course. Craw. And Snarl, two R's? Oh, Some of God. these don't make it in the show. No. 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 Probably for good reason. Yeah. Um... Oh my god, this show is just so fucking weird. And just, the time crystal makes no sense, because they're just like, it's 100% broken, but we can still fix this. If, or we need to save like the power cells or something like that. I don't know what's going on in the they, show, guys. Yeah, um, I was about to talk about an episode that I don't think is this one. <laughs> also, well, I said, are the snake people riding their relatives? Because te- if they're, but oh, that's, if yeah, they're from Earth, yeah. that's just like... Well, yeah. It's like having a pet monkey. But I guess I'm being racist, just thinking that these reptiles are related. I didn't want to say anything. Okay. But... Ugh. I need to woke up. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, the Tyrannosaurus Rex technically is more similar in timelines to mm-hmm. human beings now than it is to a Stegosaurus. Yeah. And the Dimetrodon, which shows up in like episode two or three, the one with the giant flap on the back yeah. or whatever that they use to hide. <laughs> oh, yeah, that the great fan moment. camouflage. Yeah, the fan camouflage where it's like, element of surprise. <laughs> Just peekaboo pops up. It's like, oh, uh, we got guns. <laughs> those, those were like 200 million years before dinosaurs even existed. So the show doesn't care at all for any, all. any no. symbol of... Actual also, scientific. I read a thing about how then they, out of nowhere, were like, what if we do Ice Age toys yep. now? Yep, and then it bombed. Oh, yeah. They were going to do a whole second season of the show in the Ice Age, uh. and then they scrapped it after it bombed. And uh, I guess for a while, they told people at toy fairs and stuff that they were going to go back to Dino Riders 
uh, and that the Ice Age was going to be a different show and it was going to be a spinoff show uh, to try to save themselves, but then it never came into fruition. It was not popular enough. For Kids are less interested in woolly uh, mammoths. Woolly mammoth riders. Yeah. yeah, makes sense. Giant sloth riders. Yeah. Hairy elephants. Come on, who needs? I'm that? into it. Um, yeah, no, a lot of people on the trivia for this on IMDb were just like, these dinosaurs do not exist in the same time, mm-hmm. and got very mad about it. My this. favorite thing in the <laughs> trivia on IMDb is the person that says, dinosaurs not voiced by real dinosaurs. Yes. Uh. <laughs> Six out of 11 people found that interesting. I was very disappointed to learn that. <laughs> so I assumed it was real dinosaurs <laughs> <laughs> Next thing you're going to tell me is Denver the Last Dinosaur or was not voiced by a dinosaur. What? Yep. <laughs> Anybody remember Denver? Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, no. Also, another thing I love about the show is every episode, the bad guys get into their base. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it's yeah. just. Finally, I've broken through. Pretty much. It's like a shitty game of laser tag from the mm-hmm. 80s where it's just like, capture the flag, just get inside, always fail. And yeah, no, I vividly every, every episode I feel like he has a line like, "This will be the time I can <laughs> yeah. feel it in my bones." Also, curse you, Lone Star! Yeah. You have not destroyed me. I will be avenged. He has the same like six lines in every episode, yeah. which makes me think that maybe the actor died and that's all they had. Oh, no. so they're just like, yeah. we need to form this around. Well, it is his like voice. It, that that is why it's. I do realize it's hard to do a five-episode thing on this because it is pretty much the same setup every episode. Right. We introduce the key theme for the episode, which is usually about teamwork or, you know, uh, helping There's others. There's that one episode where that character straight up is like, that. the whole point of this is teamwork. Yep. He says it like oh, three mean, or four times. You mean where Young Star's a dick and then just doesn't learn anything essentially the entire uh, well, time? Well, no, so you're confusing episode four and five. I wonder how I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> Which have almost the exact same theme, except yeah. in episode five, it's Lad, Lad yeah. instead of in Lad four, or Young Star. Star. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, pretty much the exact same setup. And then they leave to go do something and. Rulon forces see the base is open. We of must course. go attack. And then they realize, oh, we left the base open. We should go back and defend. And they get in and they get close. But then something happens and yeah. everything's fine over and over and over again. I loved that their one thing was just like, let's just put quartz there and they can take the quartz. And then they leave the time crystal with the other fucking crystals. And he, the fucking Cobra Commander falls on it. Cobra and he's Commander? Just, and he's just like, oh, we should get out of here. And doesn't realize that there are two exactly. Rasp. I don't think God. anyone's been able to officially clarify who did Rasp's voice. There was yeah, a lot of theories around it's who so did that. funny. Like, how does that happen? Back then, I don't think it, it was just kind of like, come in, read your lines, whatever, get it over, <laughs> get out. <laughs> hey, guys, seven people just found it interesting or useful that dinosaurs didn't voice. Mm, uh, seven now? Yeah, I just liked it, so you're welcome. Um, hopefully that sparks a trend. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, this, oh, God, the voices also just got very one note, <laughs> just yeah. very confusing, except I'm just like, I don't know. I didn't care enough to like differentiate voices while I was watching this show. I tried uh, as a person now that works with a lot of voice actors because as a kid I didn't pay any attention. But yeah. I mean, other than as a kid being able to recognize like that's Optimus Prime. What's he doing in this world? You know, like that yeah. takes took me out a lot as a kid. As I basically only had a couple VHSs growing up, and I'd rewatch them over and over again. Mm-hmm. It was this one, uh, the 1984 Transformers movie, and yeah. Ninja Turtles seasons like one, two, three, and four on VHS, and uh, over and over and over again. Didn't have TV, so I, I was just like, 
I almost memorized that entire first episode when I put it back on. I was like, oh, yeah, I got this. Can, every line. I know every line. Oh, it's oh, only one episode. I memorized this entire season. Yeah, I thought I had. thought I memorized the whole season. Um, Pretty much, though. It's all the same. It's yeah, so, no, you, I don't know how they made 14 episodes. I don't. No. That surprised yeah. me, too. I, I kind of want to check out the very last episode. And the Ice see, Age one? Yeah. And see what the fuck that looks like. I did like, in the second episode, they're just like, we're going to try and educate these kids. Here are the names of dinosaurs. And then forgot about it after episode, like, two. Just like, no, we'll, we'll say the name, but who, who the fuck cares? So episode two, that's probably because episode two also was originally going to be a separate thing, and then it spun off into the series. Really? So it was like episode one and two were originally both made for VHS, but episode two went directly into the series. I, th- mm-hmm. I think it was like after it was made, then it was decided just continue on with the series. Mm-hmm. So there was probably like another element of them testing and trying new things in episode yeah. two. Yeah. I also feel like, again, this is just a vague memory I have about TV shows at the time, but I do think that there were requirements to have an educational component. Probably. If it was on at a certain time for a certain age group. Interesting. Yeah. Plus, I could probably market it a little bit different too, or market it in different areas. Yeah. Or, or th- I mean, it opens. It, in it opens in a museum. It's clearly yeah. educational. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah, um, and then somebody who actually knew anything about that time period is like, no, no, yeah. it's not. <laughs> yeah, no. That, surprisingly, though, apparently the models for the dinosaurs are so good. Uh, the toys, the Smithsonian actually reached out to uh, the toy company and asked if they could license the toys to use in the Smithsonian as well. For their gift shop or? Uh, for some sort of educational purposes. Uh, I love that. That's crazy. Some info on that. <laughs> in the Smithsonian. <laughs> Making leaps and bounds. Wow. Just like that bionic jump that that one dinosaur does in the first episode when it attacks the T-Rex. Also, <laughs> every episode is just like the T-Rex escapes. It will be mine. Yeah. And he captures it over I, and over yeah, again. Yeah, I thought that that was going to be like a season-long thing of him being like, oh, that T-Rex. Whoever controls the T-Rex. The T-Rex. Right. Yeah, but no. Not just whenever you need it. Whenever you yeah. need it. Here it is. The dinosaurs were acclaimed for their highly detailed bodies and color and impressed the Smithsonian <laughs> Institution who contacted Tycho to reproduce the dinosaurs without the motorized mechanisms and wheels for their dinosaurs and other prehistoric reptile collection. We should say this is for the 80s. They were correct. <laughs> very Before green. they were like, oh, <laughs> feathers. Yeah, no, they were oh, all wooden. birds. <laughs> all wooden blocks, and it's just like, these are dinosaurs? Uh, and they're just like, oh, my God, they can make toys. Um, oh, God, this fucking show. Whew. Those necklaces still... Also, first two episodes end with them throwing a necklace up in the air... And losing, <laughs> theoretically losing control of the dinosaur that That's he's on. That's true. I forgot about that. I just, I literally wrote it down. I'm just like, is every episode going to have them <laughs> finishing with, yay, throw the necklaces away. Uh, oh, fuck. Nope. And then once show. it gets into the grind, it's just the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. Lad either gets captured or runs away. Somebody's showing off. Uh, so episode two, the, the stegosaurus it, gets captured and drafted. And that, the, the date on Wikipedia is two years I'm sorry, one year after. Yeah, 1987 was episode one's VHS release. Because originally they weren't like... uh, And this is how you really know. It was a South Korean studio that did episode one and two uh, called Hanho Hyung... uh, I'm going to butcher this. Uh, They did episode one and two for the VHS release, and then Ekom Productions in South Korea did three through 13. So it was two completely different animation studios. They were done separately. And can we talk about how amazing this animation was? We got it. We got you know, honestly, about. episode one, 
the VHS release is pretty good. Episode one had a bit more money. In it, it had yeah. a little bit more push behind it. Westar's hair moves when his head moves. Yeah. <laughs> those, those ship designs, the actual I'm giving it all it's got at the beginning. <laughs> like oh, the very God. clear uh, Star Trek references. That well, came he was in at the beginning after Kirk and He Man and He Man. Well, obviously, <laughs> together, yeah. But chaps, the ultimate combo. <laughs> every but young, every young boy's, you know, heroes. Mm. Um, oh God, those fucking chaps! Yeah, literally, the beginning, right when it starts, you're like, oh, these ship designs look familiar, and it's like, I'm giving it all she's got, Captain. I'm like, what? Okay, all right, all right. Yeah. okay. Yeah, very so. clear influence here. Oh, but reptiles and dinosaurs. Yeah, on board. Yeah, definitely on board. So uh, I think episode one had a little bit more money behind it. A a little bit better animation. Episode yeah. two was a clear drop, and then episode three through the rest were a very clear drop. Yeah, they're just uh, like, here we go. There's at one point where Lone, or Lone Star, I keep quoting fucking Spaceballs, uh, Questar goes up and picks up the picks up Cobra Commander by his arm and lifts him up. Just It's just like, I don't know if we want to animate this, and we don't know how strong he is, so it's only going to be one arm just lifting the <laughs> entire character up to get the like uh, crystal back from him. Yeah. And it's just like, what is going on with this show? Which I think is my common... I'm going to name this episode. What, what is, is going what on, is going on yeah, with this show? On. Pretty much. I um, love their whole plan in the first episode, too, where it's like... We're going to look like we're grazing and farming, but we've hidden all of our weapons. This, this, uh, this Triceratops is just hiding in this bush for an in- <laughs> forever until needed, well, and then we'll move the bush out of yeah. the way. Well, what if the mind control is just like, never move? <laughs> it's just like but sitting there for friends. hours. Sitting there for hours like, I'm hungry. <laughs> just like, I need are, to go to the restroom and just not moving at there all. There are a lot of really dumb like, plans like this where they're like, ah, we'll trick them. But a character calls it a smart plan, mm-hmm. yeah. and so then as a little kid it's watching, you're legitimate. like, "Whoa, yeah, yeah that it is, is a smart. Smart good plan." plan. <laughs> uh, one of the best plans that I saw in this was when they catch all of the like pterodactyls. I'm going to call them because that's what they are. Um, but they, <laughs> the bad guys, come out of like cones of rock. That yep. just lift up. Yes. And it's just like we were hiding the under these mounds of stone that are on springs, apparently, that will pop up. But what's, what was really funny about that scene is for some reason that pterodactyl flew down to trap itself in the net. Oh, yeah. There's a net down there, <laughs> and it just goes and flies down to the ground to get it. It wasn't like they threw a net up at it. No. It flies down into also, it on the ground. It's not a net. And then they it's look. a fence. That's true. It's a fence. It's not even a net. They <laughs> just, just flies like, into this fence, and then they pop out from under the rocks. <laughs> Get it. Yeah, and They're then like, they that caught, worked perfectly. Then they caught the entire species in the next thirty seconds. Yep, that's true. <laughs> They're just that's like, true. They made it out to being like, oh my god, we caught this one, this one pterodactyl, and it's going to change things. And then they're just like, oh wait, we caught the entire species. Yeah, we, we, you, Krulus, we knew you'd be so happy. We went ahead yeah. and we, we took some executive, uh, we took some initiative here. We went ahead and all across the land grabbed all the rest of them. Yeah. We know you've banished us every episode, but we eh, need to know. get back in good graces. I do like the the competition between Rask. I was and about Hammer. to say that every good '80s villain. TV show like what I feel like in the 80s the only way to differ, differentiate heroes and villains is the heroes work as a team and the villains are always fighting within each, each other mm-hmm. and it's yeah. like a dictatorship thing no joke as I was listening to those episodes and I was just like I really wish there wasn't a way I would make this some sort of allegory to our current presidential administration, but I can't help it. <laughs> like We've got Emperor Krulos up here who honestly looks like Trump, and yeah. then you've got everyone vying, I'll, I'll impress you. I'll be the one that impresses you. Yeah. Tell me that I'm your favorite. 
Yeah, no, it's 100% correct. I'm like, but in the 80s, we all knew, like, that's dictators. That's bad. Yeah. Heroes work together. (laughs) That was the American way. (laughs) Listen, they knew. They had the time crystal. They They came forward. They had step. Yeah. Uh, Oh, my God. This Project Landslide, which confused me so much why they came up with a name for just creating a landslide. I love that they have, like, like, names for their... For their plans. plans. Every I time. feel like <laughs> part of me wonders if that was like uh, Peter Collins uh, uh, just being in the animation like recording studio and just being like, Project Landslide. Sounds cool, just, right? When I say it, it's great. <laughs> I'm going to say it. Obviously. I'm going to keep saying it until it's in the episode. <laughs> Roll out. Oh, wrong show. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh Landslide, or Young Star. There was the episode where he goes rogue and goes yeah, to like to prove that he's a better pilot. Yeah, and he gets what an like idiot. What knocked, a fucking idiot. He gets knocked off. Uh, Cobra Command. I'm gonna keep calling him Cobra Command. That's Cobra, fine. Cobra Commander's pterodactyl <laughs> stops in midair to watch him fall to the ground. Well, yeah. And I'm just like, that's not how pterodactyls work. <laughs> hover <laughs> it's, mode. Yeah, it's not a Initiate helicopter. Hover mode. <laughs> it's just like, oh, they watch too much GI Joe for for a show. <laughs> The geared toward kids, mm-hmm. it is interesting that the kids are the ones that are always fucking up. Yeah. Well, they have you know to teach I mean? them a lesson. Well, yeah, it's always the right. kids that have to be taught the lesson they're by the adult. Yeah. Youngins. They're youngins. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. They're being stars. like, see, you should be a better kid than this kid. I feel like yeah. this show is what shaped Stephen Dorff into who he is today. Wow. So this made you the man that you are right now, right? Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it explains why you walked in here walking like a T Rex. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh God. Let's talk about that healing episode. Cause what the fuck? Which happened? episode is that? They're all the same in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> you have to find these moments within the yeah. uh, within the setup of where okay, leave yeah. the base. They attack. We defend. Um. Uh, maybe three. I think it was three. <laughs> the Rulon Stampede. Is that it? I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. No, it's three. It's, it's three. It's yes. three. Okay. The other thing that I love Poor about Serena. this about this moment, she heals the one dinosaur. She's a hero. Another dinosaur needs to be healed, and Questar is just like, "You better heal him." And then she almost kills herself instead of him healing it, because they all, you know, that they all can heal too. That's because what they when she goes her. down, you learn. Oh, you could do this too. What the fuck? <laughs> it's yeah. Just like, and it's not, it's not even her dinosaur. Mm-hmm. Like, you could heal your own dinosaur. It, it, it definitely feels like you're the only woman in the camp. This is your job. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, we have, we've given you no other things to do. And sort of similar to what you were saying about how they keep introducing new characters. We're three episodes in, and we just learned about this power that yeah. they have. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, halfway through, learn that it's not just her, her. character who can do it. Anyone can do it. We just think that women should be left as the healers in the group. And it's like, well, you know. And then when she wakes up, uh, uh, they say something to her like, like, like uh, uh, it's nothing a little rest can't fix. And so it's like, okay, was she never in any danger? Yeah. Like, no, because nothing can ever die. Yeah, West Star put that out. It's just like, we can't do this plan. People will die. It's like 15% of... <laughs> That's, I love this 15.2% of Ooh, losses yeah. will happen from this. It's just like, not good enough. Also, who is that character who makes that calculation? <laughs> that's the, that's, that's oh, your you forge. Spock? <laughs> I think that was the forge guy. Oh, yeah. Is that leg. him limping to screen yeah, with metal and then foot? He, and then he 
limps back out and it's like, oh, well, I guess my, uh, Never my time in the again. series is done. Yeah. To be fed to a dinosaur. It's <laughs> quest stars, just mini advisors. He apparently yeah. has a whole ship There's of so advisors. There's so many characters yeah. like that where we're like, what's that guy's story? Oh, we don't see him ever again. No. He right. just comes in to say, I think you should do this. And then quest star will say, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess well, that's that what it. makes you a great leader. <laughs> it's a very Kirk thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, but seriously, that moment. Uh, might be one of my favorite moments in general because just like, we need more life force. <laughs> yeah. We need more. There's not enough. And then it fixes when two, two, dinosaurs. two dinosaurs bow their heads. Using, and I was like, oh, man. Using your glowing necklace combined with the life force of a dinosaur. But I want to know, does that mean dinosaurs can just heal humans? Oh, my God. Maybe. I certainly If they have so. necklaces. But they didn't have necklaces when they healed her. How did this... They just bowed their heads and she got fixed. I think it tapped in. <laughs> like, it's like osmosis. And oh, just, okay. Yeah. All right. Everybody had an aura and they just sucked from that aura. Gotcha. That Obviously. makes perfect sense. Yeah. Obviously. Obviously. Can I admit that this show, as long as well as Ninja Turtles, really messed me up as a kid because it was the only <laughs> access to media that I really had with these VHS tapes. So the first time I met a girl in first grade that was named Serena, I immediately tried to make her my girlfriend. Uh, because Based for, on name based alone. Based on name alone. I was like, oh, Serena. Oh, She's oh. the only woman on this Shh. entire show that I like. She She's got that life force. She's going to heal me. <laughs> oh, your name's April? I'm screwed. <laughs> I'm so done. Do you have oh, a yellow man. raincoat? <laughs> Wear it tomorrow. Wear it. That's uh, really funny. I'm sorry. It's, no, it's sad. It's out. sad, but it's you know. I also lived in a town where I only had like 28 other people in my class, so it was a big deal when a Serena moved yeah. to town. I was like, what are the odds? Did you show? <laughs> did you show the show to everybody? Um, did well, you I didn't have, have friends? Many friends. <laughs> <laughs> like, Dinosaurs. There were only about friends. 28 people in the class. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that didn't really work out. Uh, I, I was able to get a. You know, Ninja Turtles was universally accepted. Well, yeah, that was universally accepted. My my. Except by jocks. Oh, not until the movie came out. I don't well, know. I don't know. maybe first grade, second Secretly. grade, kindergarten. It was all Ninja Turtle parties. So Dino mm-hmm. Riders did kind of feel like my little secret that nobody else knew about at the mm-hmm. school. Um, but that didn't help me. I feel like it's just, it was just a big dork. I feel like you were in class, like making references to Dino Rider, and just like, oh, wish we had a time cr- a step crystal. Get out <laughs> of here, right? There, right? And everyone's just like, what the fuck are you talking? about? <laughs> I probably like, did. And you're just and like, my I, little secret. There's probably a lot of things that I wish I could go back and like read my teacher's notes from then and be like, this is why your son has no friends. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, that tracks. Uh, yeah, yeah, especially <laughs> back then. I was very, yeah, I was the weird, I was the weird kid that uh, talked through all the classes and got sent to the principal's office at least, at least once a week for cracking wise. Well, I had a very vivid imagination. My okay. parents thought I was dumb, uh, so they put me in remedial classes. Oh no! <laughs> I ended up in art school later, so it was like, oh, that tracks. Yeah, yeah that makes that's sense. Fine. Like, oh, yeah. he wasn't dumb. He was <laughs> he was creative. <laughs> oh, well, we didn't. We thought he was autistic, not artistic. Artistic. We got it wrong. <laughs> we Southern, got it wrong. Southern yeah. Missouri. That is, I think, definitely the. Oh, we don't really know how to classify this kid <laughs> who is talking about imaginary things. So you must be stupid. <laughs> We're yeah. gonna put you in stupid class. We're just gonna take care of him until he moves to LA yeah. or New York. Yeah, one of the <laughs> one two. Of we'll just yeah. leave. Please yeah. leave. You're influencing people around here. Just yeah. stop. Pretty much. Uh, uh, so, yeah, it was definitely not. Uh, I didn't have people I could share these things with other than my little brothers, but I was, they were, they were mm-hmm. a lot like my second, my middle brother was four years younger, and then the youngest brother is eight years younger. 
So I still couldn't really share these things with them. So it was usually just my own little <laughs> Your own tunnel world. vision universe. Right. And I would play on the playground by myself and pretending to be these characters and stuff. Oh, and man. and uh, there's a reason I got picked on a lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you yep. said you had practically all of the toys too, right? Yes, for sure. Because... Where okay, which so, again is a weirdly solitary thing well, for it had a to child. Be because where I uh, oh, where I lived, very familiar. <laughs> yeah, where I lived, the closest other child that lived to us was about I think twelve miles away. Jesus uh, Christ! And that was someone that we called our sister because she was the only other kid in town. The school was like thirty miles away, so we, we lived out in the mountains of no, middle of nowhere. So having those toys and the VHS like that is yeah. my own. That is my that's my shit. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's easy to understand how a kid could get trapped in like this imaginary world and not realize. I, I remember being upset when people started growing up and it mm-hmm. being like fifteen and still playing like imaginary fights against X Men villains, uh and people being like, You're a fucking dork. And I'm like, <laughs> What's happening to everyone? This is the best. This is so don't you guys want Look, I just learned how to do a backflip. I, I can I can fight the bosses now. Listen, I can't relate to that at all as he stares at his Legos and pop culture art all around here. Uh yeah, no, I get that very much. Yeah. It's uh it is it is funny to think about something like Dino Riders, which was made just for selling toys. Mm-hmm. But like I'm sure that people involved with it probably didn't put much thought into how there are going to be kids out there like you who find it to be like very important to them. Oh yeah, yeah. Even yeah. though like they're looking at it from a pure, purely like corporate synergy angle. Well, can you imagine? I, I think about this often and how I basically went from loving Transformers, Dino Riders, and Ninja Turtles directly into RoboCop, and you know, like at, at around mm-hmm. the same age. Yeah. And I often think about that and my love of Cronenberg movies now and really dark mm-hmm. and fucked up stuff. And I'm like, oh, you guys, you, you should have protected me. You should have stopped <laughs> that. But then when you really yeah. think about it, like 1984 Transformers movie, they did not think about the effect it would have on kids. You kill the entire cast in the yeah. first 10 minutes. That fucked me up. <laughs> it was detrimental. Yeah. It was, you know, and I watched the movie over and over again, and I don't know if I ever watched it without feeling like this deep sense of loss and sadness. Is right at the beginning. Yeah. Everyone's dead. All the toys I had, everything that I owned, that <laughs> I like, formed this bond what with. What do I do with these toys now? And then you're completely contrasted with things that can never die in this show. Yeah. That's true. They can never die. It's just like you go from everything dies to nothing can die. Except that, the, that there's like the thing I would say, I think Transformers had great personalities behind mm-hmm. the characters, you know, very defiant personalities. Uh, Dino Riders feels like everything is just a wash of gray. It's a very, it's a fun, crazy concept, but there's very Mm. clearly no sense of direction there. I I do feel like shows like Ninja Turtles, shows like Transformers, at least there was someone behind the scenes being like, okay, this is this archetype, and we're going to make sure that this archetype sticks and can actually tell a little... And they were like a little more creator-driven. Yeah, maybe. Mm -hmm. Maybe. I I know 
Turtles was for sure. Turtles definitely. Transformers is kind of all over. Maybe the place. not. Yeah. This felt like they were trying to do like a GI Joe thing where they had new characters coming in every week that like, sell had the their, toy. They had their one thing where yep. it's like, oh, this guy's the, in the Navy, and just like this guy uh, loves parrots. That's the same guy. Uh, <laughs> Same guy. Uh, Honestly, shout out to Shipwreck. Two, two great character traits. <laughs> but they're just like we can make a different like vehicle every week. Uh, we can have a different like new toy that we can put. And I think they created this. They're just like there are tons of dinosaurs, and they're just like a lot of these dinosaurs look alike, and they can't really do all that much with them. I often wonder now that you bring up GI Joe. I've had this thought before: how different my life could have been if you'd gotten a GI Joe. My tape. grandma gave me Dino Riders. Mm-hmm. My cousin on my mom's side had G.I. Joe tapes. He went off to join the Marines. But he also lived in the middle of nowhere, small town in Missouri, had no access to anything else. Like, <laughs> That's also not an uncommon thing of it's very true. living That's in the very, middle of nowhere and going into you the, go military. the military. <laughs> but it heavily, I mean, even as kids, it, I would be drawing dinosaurs, and, and then that went to Spider-Man, and he was always like drawing helicopters and G.I. Joe stuff. you know. And that's where his imagination was, yeah. was wow. trapped inside this the military world and mine was trapped in the fantasy world and he's a three-star general now right we're not going to talk about it okay. <laughs> <laughs> i don't think legally People, nobody comes back from the middle east <laughs> without some scars yeah. yeah yeah you know and there's a lot of work that needs to be done there i mean look at the gi joes they never came back right very realistic <laughs> very <laughs> realistic show <laughs> Uh, I wish they had like therapy sessions with all the Joes. I mean, that would have been actually really great. <laughs> yeah, thinking in the head is like afterwards they'd have therapy sessions. Like this is okay. It's okay yeah. to be this machismo and still talk about <laughs> that you're going through some shit. Yeah, you're watching a lot of people die. This is messing with you. Yeah. They have that Captain America scene. <laughs> it's in like the VA where they're talking about all the like oh, post traumatic stress, but it's with Joes and you just see shipwreck like just like. They were kamikazing the ship, and everything went dead. Yeah. All my friends are dead. Sometimes their parachutes didn't open. <laughs> we were supposed to live with that. I was driving this vehicle through the desert, and it looked like a snake. Uh, <laughs> you ever been attacked by a snake that's a machine? <laughs> oh, my God. These shows are fucking nuts. It, they're bonkers. It, it is. I really do hope someone reboots it just so... Jordan it Peele. will be it will be crap, yeah. but it will be fun to see how they try to make sense of it because it is completely nonsensical. Yeah. And you can't win in this situation, which may be why it hasn't officially gotten developed yet. Fans for these kinds of things are their own worst enemies because they often get super upset if things don't follow the source material and they come out against stuff right off the bat. And it's like, do you honestly believe anyone could follow source material on this shit? How could you? No. But they get mad, so you're in a no-win situation, and producers end up in this position of rock and a hard place. Like, well, how do we appeal to a new generation, and how do we keep the internet, which is filled with a bunch of over-30 man-babies, from yelling at us for changing something? As an over-30 man-baby, I'm going to get mad at the rebooters of Reboot the TV Show. <laughs> because they legitimately fuck... They shit the bed all, like... Just full on shit all over it, and I'm gonna. I'll be on Reddit later on. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I'll look for your username. (laughs) Thank you, real nerdy Batman. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, this fucking show is so crazy. I don't even know where to go. I keep going back to those necklaces. And just what are their powers? What can they do? What can't they do? Because Wikipedia has no uh, uh, summary of episode four. I truly don't remember what happens in episode four. Oh, that's the Lone Star one. That's <laughs> that the, is the Lone Star one. That's the one where he takes the uh, Young Teradac- Star. <laughs> Sorry, Young, Young Star. Star. <laughs> you got me doing it. Yeah, I know. It's a Damn better it, name, Lone though. Star. <laughs> 
Uh, and episode five is the one with Lad, who yep. is the only one who glides on a pterodactyl. Is that the one where he saves a baby? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then episode three, I think, was the one where Lad gets kidnapped or taken, and they have to yeah. save him. I think that was... That's five. It feels like No, there's... no, there's, there's more than one episode... Where oh yeah, no, he gets kidnapped by Cobra Commander. Yep, it feels like, it's like look a, what we have. You want and him Young back? Star saves him. <laughs> yeah, yep. like a Mad Libs of like what can and can't happen in an episode. It's just like they have one script and they just move names around to just yeah. like fit the next. I think they week. do probably. Uh, also, like, what? we only have one female name. I don't know, put her in every episode. Her, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, she's the healer. I don't know. More than one woman? <laughs> oh, no, thank you. Um, Girls don't buy toys. Hey, why did they need lava in that one episode? As an energy source, of course. <laughs> no, not not the bad guys. They stole lava from the bad guys. Oh yeah, that was the <laughs> to take back oh, to their wait. base. Uh, I don't remember why they needed it. Yeah. I just remember Young Star showing off and f- messing yeah. everything up, but I don't remember why they needed it. Uh, probably just appropriating everything from everybody else yeah. to destroy the environment. Just like that worked for them. It's our idea now. <laughs> just, uh. And the Rulons are just using the lava in its natural habitat, yeah. not changing its environment. Yeah. Using the heat from it. Yeah, and just, to, to use yeah. it as a power source. And they just want to go home. Yeah. They just want to go home. I feel bad for them. How do you think they feel? You're out there mind controlling their ancestors. <laughs> yeah. They're at least using the box. They're not playing around. They're just like, we are literally taking these animals. But you're telling them that they want to do this. (laughs) (laughs) This is uh, so problematic. (laughs) Um, Also, like, I love the timing of the saddle breaking on that Mm -hmm. young star. So it's just like... He's riding all crazy. That saddle's not meant to do it. And as soon we as haven't he... finished testing, stress testing those uh, new saddles. <laughs> that you Snap. Don't, that you don't need a seatbelt to sit in. You can just ride these animals and nothing will ever happen to you. You'll never fall out. Everything's great. Yeah. Um, Logic is definitely important yeah. in the show, for sure. <laughs> Do you guys yeah. remember the Lavasaurus that popped up in nope. one of the episodes? I don't. Uh, nope. It was episode four, like, I think it's when Lad or... No, it's when Youngstar falls down. They knock him off of the pterodactyl, and fucking Cobra Commander just stops and looks down and laughs. Um, but he lands, like, next to a pool of lava, and a dinosaur comes out of the lava and, like, tries to attack him. I remember seeing him, I don't like, remember that. I'm no. like, what is going on here? Because he falls down in, like, this canyon that has, like, a little lava pool. And this, like, it looks like a brontosaurus that comes out, but smaller brontosaurus. And he's just like, oh, no. And somebody comes and picks him up and takes him away. We're not going to explain that. Nope. <laughs> it's like, Dinosaurs lived in lava, kids. Yeah. yeah. Lavasaurus coming out next yeah. season. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Our gems. Picking up, pick up a Walmart. Oh, God. So many toys. I wish I had all of them. <laughs> I suggest uh, if you all didn't watch, you can watch episode one on YouTube, and it ha- it's the VHS cut. Okay. And it, it's worth it's it for that. It's worth it for the commercials, and it's worth it for that opening uh, opening scene animated. I'm going to go scene. back because yeah. I missed that. I, I remember that. that out. It'll come back to if you originally had the VHS, it's like the second those commercials started playing, I was just like, whoa. Listen, a lot this of is traumatic how you, memories. This is how you get kids this. to bug their parents nonstop for these toys. And it obviously worked because I had both of almost us. all of those toys. Yeah. I wish. Well, I had too many fandoms. That was my the problem. Toys, I'm looking at the toys now. They look huge. Yeah. yeah. The, the motorized dinosaurs are really large. Yeah. yeah. They're um, so crazy. It's such. Oh, man. Yeah, I, the only reason I didn't get all of the toys was I had, like, I was a fan of too many shows. 
So and I like I went heavy into like Beast Wars and, oh, and wow. Transformers. And then mom threw out all of my Beast Wars toys. And we yeah, most things since. unfortunately I didn't get to find until college. Um, yeah. I we didn't we were too far in the middle of nowhere to get uh, reliable TV reception. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like if we picked it up on VHS, that was how it did it. Yeah, and because. The town I grew up in, people were usually having sex and doing drugs by 12. I feel like everyone else around me grew up really fast. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't getting these recommendations from other kids either that may have had access to It wasn't like there was this shared element of like, you got to check this out. and You got to check this out. Yeah. That ended really young. Mm-hmm. So I felt like I was kind of on my own little island with this stuff for a long time. Or stuck in the past. In a way. Yeah. I mean, it takes forever for things out there to reach. Um, I moved... To, to go to college right when the internet kind of hit hard down there and people, mm-hmm. normal people could access the internet, not just something you get in a library. So my little brothers have a completely different experience because the internet opened them up to different fandoms, different worlds, and they could find music they liked and things like that. And it completely changed the dynamic. Whereas my situation was pretty much whatever was handed down from your parents was what you had access to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the kids were in the same, all the other kids were in the same boat. So it was usually... Everyone that lived there at the time was like, you're going you're gonna to work for your parents on their farm, things like that. Yeah. So not much stuff got handed down. So you were kind of in this cultural void. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just completely void of culture and experiences. So when I finally got to college and I had this unlimited internet and mm-hmm. cable TV, <laughs> I went hard. I went so hard and so deep into all things Pop that culture. I missed. Yeah, it wasn't pop culture. It, it was, was literally just—it was just culture. It was just yeah. all the cartoons that I missed, especially. I would just watch them nonstop for hours every night, just trying to catch up on like, I didn't get to have this childhood. I want to know what these things are. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of it was going back and trying to find stuff and re-experiencing it for the first time. But I'm—I missed a lot. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people will talk about things that I know a lot of kids my age saw, but I could I just completely. Yeah, you know, unless it was something like really culturally important, I would go back and I'd check it out mm-hmm. all the way through. But I missed a ton, so like I still don't think I've ever. I don't <laughs> pulled the Captain America. Kind of <laughs> catch up. On I don't think I still haven't seen missed. Beast Wars. I haven't gone into that one. Uh, My wife's really into Beast Wars. She's huge on that. But I, it I gets better later on. <laughs> yeah, like the first season's just like, oh, they didn't have a budget for this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, and listen, it affected the rest of your life because. What you do now is just super nerdy. Yeah, Yeah. super nerdy. So (laughs) definitely like diving in in college uh, affected me greatly. And I still feel like I'm playing catch up. I'll still hear about things sometimes and I'll like, oh, shit, I got to put that on my list and go back and check it all out. Uh, And then there's certain things I never will. Like Mm -hmm. because I didn't grow up with the kind of Disney line of stuff, I I have no attachment to those things. Mm -hmm. I I can't really find myself. I'm sorry. I have Disney stuff. I'm very out of the loop on a lot of the Disney stuff. The big theatrical releases seen them but like the cartoons and the network and all the things like the one that i haven't gone back that i probably will that everyone tells me i need to is gargoyles gargoyles is great uh but all the others i have no idea and i probably will never uh yeah gargoyles especially um uh has like this element of like rpg and i always that's one of the things that i love with uh like media or pop culture where it takes something that's established like a myth and, like, puts a new legend to it. Sort of like, I don't know. Uh, yeah, essentially Gargoyles, where it's just like, oh, um, fucking uh, Mordred and uh, Margaret Le Fay all have this, like, different thing where they've survived and they've been living among us for all these years. 
I always love stuff like that. Where it's, I do too. Yeah, yeah. Taking that. Spin it's on also it. cool to see Disney's version of uh, a more adult actiony, yeah, uh, dark cartoon. Like they basically saw the success of Batman the animated series, and they were like, "Okay, how do I was we get it?" Say on it this? has a Batman feel. Yeah, to it a hundred percent does. I yeah. feel like they even stole a bunch of storyboard artists. I don't doubt it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's cool to see a Disney budget for that type of show. Mm-hmm. That's the one I'm most sad that I missed was the animated series when I was a kid. But I went back and watched it as an adult and was like, holy shit. Oh, yeah. It I really everything. wish I would have had that yeah. as, a, as a kid. And was, the toys. Yeah, yeah. The toys were great. Mm. Yeah. Because that, that one is mind-blowing. And Spider-Man. Those mm. two now shape me as an adult <laughs> more than they should. I would say you'd probably like DuckTales, too. I don't know. I, I tried. In college, I tried turning on DuckTales and just well, it didn't didn't sync for me. But I, I, get, I feel like that with a lot of Disney stuff. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like Disney has an overall tone and style to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And because I didn't grow up on it, yeah. I have almost no attachment to it. And I, and I, can't, find, I can't find ways in. Yeah. And I keep trying and I keep being surrounded by people who are just so in love with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like in L.A., everyone is like this crazy... Mickey Mouse yeah. undercover agent that is like, you, have you gone to Disney World yet? <laughs> <laughs> like, Wait, why don't you? you have a season pass? Have you? I went once and hated it. <laughs> really? Yeah, I had Whoa. such a bad time. Because I'm like, oh. I don't know any of this stuff, and I don't understand why you guys are freaking out. Okay. This yeah, is just yeah, I, a, I worked in a theme park in Missouri, and I and it was it was just like all I see are people being underpaid and miserable, <laughs> and just go to six kids flags. crying <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, that would ruin and it. And the rides long, the lines are so sucky. Listen, just go to Six Flags. You have DC characters there. I, 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 I prefer Six Flags. I go there yeah. often. I, but because I, it's like, I'm going to go for the rides. Yeah. Uh, if I don't know these properties, I'm not going to be super excited about seeing a store. A store. a Because I feel like everyone's getting excited about these stores. And I'm like, so you're excited that you get to spend your money on the thing that... 100%. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's yeah. yeah, that's me. You can't tell yeah, from yeah. this mm-hmm. apartment. Um, yeah, no, that's... Uh, I'm the same way with some, like... I missed a bunch of 80s movies that were for kids... And I know I can't go back to them now because you have to be in that frame of mind. And I'm mm. so jaded now that I can't go back. Uh, but stuff like Dark Crystal, oh, I haven't yeah. seen. Woo. Um, that, so is a, that is a time. That's a big one. Uh, like also Time Bandits, I never oh, got into. So good. Um, but I feel like I, I tried watching it at one point, and I'm just like, oh, I need in to. that regard, I'm in the 100% flip. Okay, so because you saw we didn't them, have TV, but you had the VHSs. We had the. <laughs> My dad, uh, everything down there was about brokering, mm-hmm. trading for things. <laughs> you had your own little economy. Everything was going to be traded for. Nobody dealt in cash. So my dad would, uh, where we lived, it was kind of a summer community, a really small one. People mm-hmm. from St. Louis would come down in the summer for their summer homes. And almost every single person, it was like a hidden, at the time, brewery town. Mm-hmm. Everyone that had their summer homes there worked in the Budweiser Brewery up in St. Louis at the time. So my dad had this deal with a couple of the people down there. Like he'd keep their boats running, and mm-hmm. he would uh, make me mow their yards. <laughs> uh, and when they came down on weekends or once a month to check on their summer home, they would bring him down beer. Mm-hmm. One of them had HBO, and he would bring us those every weekend. He would have two to three tapes. He would tape filled something. Yeah. of. They were the extra long tapes, so there were three movies per VHS tape. 
we still have at our house a, it's like an entire closet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And each one has three movies per tape. That was my entire childhood. So we didn't have TV, but it was just movie after movie after movie. And I saw stuff that I should have never, ever, <laughs> ever been allowed to watch. I was that way because I got out of, like I stopped watching kids' movies, but I had a Blockbuster membership and would ride there and my, had my mom take off the R restriction so I could rent whatever I wanted to, and it was me just going crazy on like older films. So like the reason why I missed like Time Bandits and uh, Dark Crystal was it felt too much like a kids movie. And you're like, I'm gonna and watch Porky's too. It. Yeah, <laughs> I have watched Porky's. I me too. <laughs> I remember watching Porky's one with my dad when I was six and going. <laughs> <laughs> That makes sense uh, from everything you've told us. <laughs> and your dad is like, free beer. Yeah. He's like, don't tell your mom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's, sort of, it's interesting. It's what you were saying about how, like, uh, the internet, like, growing up with the internet is something that you didn't experience. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We, but everybody here, I guess, we, like, we saw the you rise probably, of You the probably internet. had it around junior high and on. Yeah. 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 Um, but also, like... Uh, VHS is a thing pretty unique to our generation. Yeah. So, like, we got to experience a thing that, like, our parents didn't, which is, like, movies in your home. Like, yeah. movie-quality stuff yeah. readily available to you. So, like, of course we gobbled it up because it was, like, a new crazy thing. My favorite memories of those are because it was three movies in, on one VHS tape. Mm-hmm. And when, what I would do is I would fall asleep every night by putting one of those in. I still to this day have certain movies that I've combined in my head that aren't the same movie uh, because I would fall asleep and wake up you have an halfway issue through with the night. <laughs> and it would just, uh, for ex- it wasn't until college that I realized Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi were different movies. Whoa. I had combined them in my head because I, every time we weren't allowed to fast forward. Uh, our tapes. Dad would get pissed because you're going to ruin the tape. You have to watch it all the way through and rewind it all the way to the beginning. So I'd always start a new hope. And I'd always fall asleep halfway through Empire and wake <laughs> up when the Ewoks were there. And <laughs> my head were the same That's fucking amazing. movie. And I did that with so many. And I often wouldn't know what I was watching. Mm. I spent a large portion of my young life being scarred by Dead Ringers by Cronenberg and not knowing that it was a Cronenberg film and not being able to find it again. I remember I just very vividly woke up one night while I had one of my three VHS things running and I was probably eight at the time. Oh my God. And (laughs) remember seeing two Jeremy Irons dancing with the same woman and then having these really weird toys that he was sticking into her vagina (laughs) and, and, uh, and you were like, I'm for fine. years, but it was like, I was like half asleep too. And it gave me nightmares. I had nightmares for years about it. And I was so fucked up from it. And I spent so long vividly remembering those scenes, but not knowing what movie it was from, not knowing how to find it again. And I remember very specifically when I was an RA in college, walking by somebody's room and hearing a movie on and like hearing just a sentence. I mean, like, wait, and I turn in and the second I see the frame for real, I'm like, that was a Cronenberg movie. What are you watching? What's the name of it? And he's like, Dead Ringers. And I was like, this movie fucked my life up. I need therapy from this movie. And, but it, that happened to me all the time. I'd put them on, right. wake up in the middle of the night, not know what I was watching. I'm still looking for a very specific Al Pacino movie. Oh my God. And it's kind of a game for me. I don't want to use IMDb. I okay. don't want Ooh. to... 
I want to like randomly on come across deathbed. it again and on be like, deathbed. that's the one. That's the one in my <laughs> head. But it was like Al Pacino was a was a preacher, I think. Or no, no, no. Sorry, Robert De Niro. I think it was Robert De Niro okay. was like a preacher in a small town. It very it had a very northeast feel because everything was there was snow all the time. And I remember scenes where he's like on a bridge. And he's talking to someone. He's wearing all black. It was either De Niro or Al Pacino. It's one of the two. It's, gonna it's take one of those twice two. As long to figure there it is, out. Now. There is a movie where De Niro uh, is is a preacher, and he like helps some kids out. Ah, oh, fuck! What is that movie called? You know what? Now I'm on the same mission as you. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want to look it up. I'm not going to look at his IMDb catalog because I want to find it naturally and mm-hmm. then have that feeling of like this is the one I've been having visions of since I was 10 mm-hmm. but I'm always worried it's going to end up like the Sinbad situation where the movie never actually happened and I just dreamt it and it didn't or actually happen you're in a different universe that's true that could be mm. that could be happening yeah all oh, thanks that could be happening. to the step <laughs> way to bring it back <laughs> you guys I did it we needed to that's what step does right yeah. I still don't know what it does <laughs> nobody does <laughs> It look it all it does is it looks like a bowl that your mom had in the eighties. Well, apparently they finally use it, and it At takes the them to the ice age. I love baby that. steps. Baby steps. <laughs> baby steps back to the future. Why I want to watch that episode specifically yeah. is: do the Rulons follow them through again, another and also end up beam? in the another tractor beam? Yeah, <laughs> they get dragged through. Um, oh man. Thank you so much for coming on. I was like, I don't know what more we can talk about on this show. <laughs> like, we could keep Dino Riders. How crazy this is. Would you recommend it? Yeah. I would recommend that first episode for sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> just think just it's the, the entire one. season. I agree. That pilot is just sort of like a crazy time capsule of, of a of of a, 80s. The yeah. soundtrack's banging too yeah. on that first episode. Yeah. You can tell that was I think where they really had the more money was that you could tell with the soundtrack. Yeah. Was just and then it's the same in every other episode. It's, it's true. Very bad. Um, how would you reboot this? Oh man. I know it's a deep question. It's a deep question because I want to see someone fail at doing it. <laughs> Because I don't think it's possible to do it in a way that makes any sense because it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, I don't think it is either. And I I know it would it would either be done too seriously and try to fix all the things that are wrong and only have the correct dinosaurs in it and and fix some of the problematic issues with the, the villains and, and it overcorrects. Mm-hmm. Or they go, well, you know, we're going to do that thing where we are taking ourselves, you know, uh, winking at the camera and going, ha-ha, we know how silly this is, and then that would suck too. And I think that's yeah. the magic of these 80s things is they, they – it's why I love the movie Roadhouse, and it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Mm-hmm. No one can redo that now because yeah. they would have to be really winky about it. Mm-hmm. At the time, it had its own base logic. This show has its own in-world logic. Mm-hmm. It's silly as shit, but it follows it, yeah. and we can't do that now. Uh, you have to be either winking at the camera or you have to make it perfect and, and not be in that weird in-between where it's like, this is its own base universe, and this universe, bouncers are so famous, everyone recognizes them the second they walk <laughs> in any place even though they're from another state <laughs> and that's that works because yeah. it sets within its own baseline logic and this show does kind of a similar thing and I, and I don't think we can get away with that anymore if anything maybe you could do it as an animated Netflix thing yeah maybe where they just said screw it and threw a bunch of money behind it and that's what they're doing now I know so. that's what they're doing and, and just said let's just update it with better graphics and I think that could be really fun but I that's the only way I would do it. I think if you try to make it a film, you can't win. You can't. We're in a different time now. You just can't 
You can't say really that, do that, but I say we bring in Questar into the Marvel universe. Oh God! <laughs> he saves us from the snap with a step. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, I would, I would give this movie to James Gunn. Yeah, I can see him. Yeah, doing well with this. Yeah, it's weird enough that it would be a he James em- Gunn movie. He can embrace insane source material, and it, and he could do the body horror. Because yeah. honestly, those villains are body horror. They're oh, straight yeah. up body horror. Yeah, <laughs> you have talking snakes and sharks and toads yeah. and yeah. And I don't think if you did a live action, they should be shown in that way. Again, that's such an '80s thing too, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, total side note: I just looked on eBay for these toys, and the uh, the Tyrannosaurus Rex toy with the original box. Uh, is going for five hundred fifty dollars. Cool. I don't have that. <laughs> <laughs> Those toys I were thrown don't. away a long time ago. Oh, the God. batteries corroded out the back with all the <laughs> the, the white acid. Yeah, and you never you refuse to change them. Why would why? you? It, there's okay. all the white acid around it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to clean that. Throw it away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that makes sense. Um, no, actually, I remember usually just cleaning those with my hand and being like, my skin stings. Oh, no. <laughs> it smells and tastes weird. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Why am I eating it? Everyone put batteries on their tongue. Let's not pretend. Oh, of course. You had to see if it was true. <laughs> you had to make sure it was still <laughs> good. <laughs> if you get a little, z- little zap there, you know yeah. that it's still yeah. good. And still you know good. you're still alive. Yeah. You and feel your parents, alive. <laughs> your parents aren't going to yell at you for wanting more batteries and <laughs> using up the batteries you have. Um, so... Where can people find you, Zach? Uh, I co-run a network called Hyper RPG that is about 40 hours of live content a week. It's great. It's uh, a lot of content. Silly. I've yeah. been binging the hell out of old shows, <laughs> catching up with stuff. Brad. Uh, uh, yeah, we do all sorts of stuff. We, I, I like to think that we have something for everyone. We try to do different genres of stories. Mm-hmm. We consider ourselves a storytelling network. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's usually tabletop role-playing games, but they're really just vehicles to tell cool stories. Mm-hmm. So we've got things for people who like sci-fi or horror or you know fantasy. We, we try to mm-hmm. do something for everyone. So. Yeah. Yeah, I caught up on Kolok, which is your new Kids on Bikes show. Yeah, um, which is kind of, which is a weird, because that makes it sound like it's very Amblin, like uh, right. Stranger yeah. Things. It's far more Twin Peaks Fire Walk with oh, me than it is Kids on Bikes. It's way crazy, right. <laughs> especially right. this episode. This yeah. last episode helped show that. But also, like, I was blown away, because I usually listen to it while I'm driving, so I don't get to watch it, but mm, I watched You're it. missing a lot then, yeah. Yeah, I watched it, I watched this last episode, and you guys fucking killed it. With, like, the special effects that you've been adding to it. So this show in particular, um, I'm, I've been advised by my uh, <laughs> by my my marketing rep that I have to start taking more pride in the work that I do. So Is it I, also your therapist? <laughs> <laughs> might as well be with the type of work that we do. It's Malika, uh, right? No. Malika's your therapist. <laughs> no, she has the same problem. We often don't, like, acknowledge the, the work that we've done because uh, it mm-hmm. feels silly, too, because you're yeah. like, uh, yank, yank. I don't, you yeah. know, whatever. Too... But um, we've been at this for a long time, this kind of work that we do, and um, we've, we've been kind of trendsetters in it. We've, mm-hmm. we've uh, basically created a genre where there wasn't a genre before, mm-hmm. which means we often get copied and people like take what we made huge and then with take their the names, they, they kind of like, I don't think it's so much take the credit, it's just kind of like they have a bigger audience, so it's easy to go like, oh, what they did, we can do that. Yeah. So with this show, we very specifically said, we're tired of that happening. Let's make a show that's, and we, we, we do this. We say, let's dare people to copy it. Mm-hmm. Because then we're getting crazy shit. <laughs> uh, and 
if they want to sign themselves up for the amount of work that we're putting into it, more power to them. So yeah, we kind of yeah. said we want to do a magic trick every episode. So every mm-hmm. episode we have a practical effect that we pull off um, and we try really hard to make it work within the story and make yeah. it add to the world. And it's all being done live with a crew of one person. So we yeah. only have one person on our crew. So we're trying to find things that feel like additive and all that stuff, but, and don't take away, but really playing with this idea of like, all right, we're, we're recording all this live. Yeah. How do we figure it out? And then the next day we have a show where we show people exactly how we did it. We're kind of daring people yeah. to copy it because it's crazy. Go that, for it. Like last episode, they had a character who was stuck in another world who could only communicate with them through a TV mm-hmm. and they had the TV out and it was, <laughs> she was just basically, oh, that's cool. Just communicating that, and this—that's why I had to go on a hunt for old TVs. Yeah, and we found out that they are <laughs> extremely hard to find, and most yeah. of them don't work anymore. That makes Specifically sense. with uh, VHS. That one, I wanted that originally, oh, okay. but I, I couldn't find that, so I ended up just going with the standard CRT. Uh, but the tech setup on that was insane. We had to degrading things is harder than you think because mm-hmm. your source is stronger. Yeah. So for that in particular, I wanted. When you think about the 80s and what you watched, mm-hmm. you add the degradation to it because your tapes now, when you revisit them, are trash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but if you were just to take a shot now, even with your cell phone, and put it on an old TV, it's going to look pretty good. Yeah. So we had to, while live, introduce a chain where we built a set in the corner. We're shooting that. I have it running through my laptop. So while I'm GMing, I'm controlling a live VFX program to add degradation to it and then outputting that as a second screen in Windows through a HDMI to RCA reduxer and then pushing that over to the TV. So it actually looks degraded, makes you think it's old footage and has that degradation to it. Because in reality, it, it looks pretty good. When yeah, you do it, and you, so you have to like add all these things in the chain to make it actually I feel. I would have just assumed that like it's an old TV, so it would take. Old care. TVs are fine, man. You yeah. once you convert HDMI down to RCA and plug it in, you're like, oh, that looks a lot better than I thought it would. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you have to you have to yeah. put something on there to make it feel like it's old and messed up. Yeah, I didn't feel like that much went into it when I was watching it. I'm just like. Oh my God! All that went into this. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I've got so cool. I control a lot uh, at my little station. Mm-hmm. I've got my laptop to my right, and I have a live uh, voice software to my left. And then in front of me, I have a uh, a program that controls our back end with our audience interaction. So we build custom systems that allow the audience to be a part of the show. It's crazy. Um, so people can like while they're watching the show create NPCs that are towns members in this fake town that we have yeah. of course and sure. uh and i've got like a census of the town in front of me that i can look up like if if the characters say i want to go over to the comic book shop i look up the census and say here's all the employees at the comic book shop that have been built by the chat room and i can Whoa. bring them in it's crazy it's really fun it's yeah. really, really fun stuff and also what blew me away this episode too was you uh you created an effect behind you that made it look like you were inside of like sort of like a weird uh, hypnotic. Wormhole. I went super lynchy on this last. Yeah, episode. you went crazy, uh, uh, and you you had a camera that was on two characters, uh, and one of them disappears as you're putting one under hypnosis. When she doesn't move out of frame, they just uh, we she, just layered it. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, Which is crazy. It's just one of those things. And this is the saddest part about all that stuff is it's all live role-playing. So there's no script. Right. So I have to have, like 
like a video game designer, I have to have a branching script in front of me, which is like, here's a base concept. And I know here's a VFX that I want to use this episode. So how I do that with my tech guy is I say, I have a keyword. Mm-hmm. And I write that keyword down for him and hand it to him. On keyword, activate this layer. On this keyword, activate this layer. Mm-hmm. So no matter where they take the story in an improv sense, I can then go, okay, now it's time. I'm going to use this keyword. And I just have to be confident that my tech guy follows through because I'm going to keep moving. Right. I can't see because it's all happening live. Yeah. And then I'll use my second keyword and hope he hits his cue. Crazy. And we just have to be... In sync. In sync and make sure that we hit those cues. But for that one, it was it was a fairly easy mm-hmm. one to pull off. It was just yeah. about making it seamless. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you had her fade out, which worked really well. Yeah. It looked great. Yeah, it was just it was just about uh, part of the reason I shifted to black and white is so you couldn't see any color difference lines that may have shown up there from the sure. from the crop. So it was just mm-hmm. I just shot a plate before she sat down. Yeah. Um, and then I figured that's what ended up. And happening. then I just cropped that. And then I uh, I made them both black and white, and then I made a PNG that created a little bit of a halo over the other character and layered that on top of it. So then it all kind of meshed together. But it was really about the timing. The one behind me was a little more tricky because... No green screen. There was. Ah. But we flew it in <laughs> while we were cutting. Okay. Uh, that so makes sense. we shot a plate of that wall with a specific color on it, Insane. Yeah. And then I told him, I told him like, "Hey, I'm going to introduce a character tonight. He's going to have these words and stuff. When he puts a butterscotch in his mouth, uh, I want you to, I want you to turn the lights to blue because mm-hmm. I recorded a plate with blue. And uh-huh. then once that plate's up, when I say this keyword, cut to the other character, drop in this green screen uh-huh. with the plate on it, and then cut back to me. So it looks like the audience doesn't even re- realize it's seamless." And now I've got a plate behind me, and then we can mm-hmm. just, the second I start, when I told him, when I look directly into camera, shift to that background. So yeah. it's just, it's just uh, timing and improv. And the scariest part is because it's improv, it's like, I don't know when this is going to happen. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if the players are going to be like, I rolled a punch that guy in the dick. And I'll be like, well, okay, <laughs> I guess, uh, yeah, it's I guess a lot we're of punching this guy for... in the dick. <sighs> that that could, may or may not happen. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that has happened. And I can't like tell the audience with... when it does because I don't want, I want to be like, well, I'll save that for next time. It yeah. feels like you get that with Lucas a lot. <laughs> uh, I'm going to run out of there and never go back. <laughs> yep, pretty much. Pretty much. Yep. Um, that's insane. When they're like, <laughs> I'm like, there's this thing in front of you because I want to, I really want to do a thing in the next episode. So I set something up and I get it all ready and and just like someone's in peril, blah blah, and they're like, we run away. And I'm like, <laughs> the same like, thing. Fine. Okay, fine. if you RPG, you know it's like it always happens. You're like, I got this great plan, and yeah. the players are like, we don't want to deal with it. <laughs> I've been binge watching Pencils and Parsecs. Yeah, that first season, Bert, poor Bert, uh, he in, he introduced this character that you knew he had a whole backstory for that had a Hawaiian shirt, and the first thing they do is just like, I want to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> And they just end up like beating the shit out of this guy, and he ends up just dying. It's just like that is the GM's lament. That is literally anyone who's GM'd for D and D or anything like that. It's the the hardest part of these shows is the meta relationship of yourself to your players. Mm. Yeah, and those players, you know, they're your friends. Mm-hmm. They want to fuck with you. <laughs> so even though you're making a show. They see, like, oh, you brought in this character, and then the meta introduces of, like, I know you've got a whole backstory for this character. I'm going to kill him. So it's going to be hard with the chat, too, because the chat adds, like, a whole other aspect. A whole other layer to it. Especially, and like, throwing in things to try and fuck you up. Yep, and 100%. The fucking turkey. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a, but I Where love it. Turkey. To me, it's the... Uh, 
it's the most excited I've ever been to be a creator uh, since I came out to Hollywood. And it's a weird mm-hmm. thing because I feel like it's a it's going backwards mm-hmm. to its core concept of, you know, I know I've talked a bunch of times since I've been talking to you guys about growing up in the middle of nowhere, but it's like that was how I experienced storytelling. I worked at this boat dock and most of the year there were only like 30 people in my town and they were all mm-hmm. fishermen. Yeah. And then in the summer we'd get up to about 150 with the tourists coming in. But these fishermen love telling stories. So it was usually I'd open the dock at 7 in the morning, and this is probably from the ages of 12 to 19 I worked there. I'd open the boat dock, make some coffee, sit on a bench, and all the fishermen would show up. They act like they're going fishing, but really they're just trying to get out of their homes because there's nothing to do out there. So you're just going to go, and they all sit, and here's a bunch of 60-year-old men talking about all the women they've banged around the world. (laughs) And I'm a 12-year-old going, oh, (laughs) these are great stories. And Wait, you're a 12 year old drinking coffee? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's where Lucas oh, yeah. got it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, but I feel like that's kind of where it's going back to now. It's just, it's just really a group of people sitting at a table and making up a story together. Mm-hmm. And now we're trying to figure out what's the next evolution of that. Like, how do we get thousands of people involved yeah. and make it feel like everyone's a part of this story? And it's a group collective storytelling experience and makes it feel like you're just with a group of friends making shit up and like improv, you know? Yeah. It's fun. It's really fun. It's great. Cool. So check out Hyper RPG. Uh, super great. David's done improv on there, haven't you? I did improv once. Mm-hmm. I during a hyperdrive? I did a uh, I did a live reading of Space Jam. Oh, you were at the Space Jam reading. I don't want to brag, I was Bugs Bunny. <laughs> nice. And the comment section immediately told me to talk with a South African accent and I was like I do not know what that is. <laughs> so I just uh, did an impression of Chappie. <laughs> <laughs> the whole time. It tracks. It tracks. It, tracks. it was yeah. very fun though. It yeah, cool. um, it's a weird thing. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, thank you so much for coming on. No problem. This was thank fun. You yeah, thank you for introducing me for, to this crazy show. And thank you for asking me so I could learn that I've been living a lie and I don't <laughs> actually watch one episode over and over again. So You're funny. welcome for this therapy session. Yeah, yeah. always yeah, is. Uh, anything to plug, Dave? Oh, you know me. Uh, <laughs> at, at David Kantrowitz on the grams and the twits. And at Nerdy Batman for me. What about you, Zach? Just hyper underscore RPG on Twitter. Just do it, guys. Do it. Do it. Uh, Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Hey, everyone. I'm Holly Laurent, and I have a new podcast called Mega. Each week, I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Ross Kimball and Greg Hess. It's a fully improvised podcast existing in a fictional mega church called Twin Hills Community Church. Each week, we have a different comedian on playing a new character who works at the church. You can find us on Campfire Media or wherever you get your podcasts. And I promise you, church is about to get a whole lot funnier. Campfire. 